Yeah. Okay, cool. Here we are in our morning show, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the, mic, right. the Mike and yeah. Stacey show. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm loving it. Friday mornings with Clearly, Mary and <laughs> They designed these coffee cups wrong because it should be showing Polycom this oh, way. Yeah. We need to drink them like this. They have left handed here. challenge. As you okay. can see, Polycom. Polycom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, uh, welcome to Nervy Snapshots. Um, and today, I have a very special guest with me. I'm so happy that you did this. Thank you. No problem. And uh, Stacy Sheets with Polycom. And uh, Nervy Snapshot, we like to uh, not only invite local businesses here in the Sacramento area, but uh, specifically, we want, like talking with people who are real estate oriented. Um, and today, we have a really kind of special case uh, that I use personally, um, that I got introduced to about two years ago. Um, and it's this concept of self-directed IRAs and 401ks, and we'll, we'll just kind of dive into that. So um, first things first, uh, when someone asks you what you do, how do you answer? It is such a difficult question, I, <laughs> but it, it's a great answer, and I, I've tried to perfect this. I tell them that I work with investors who want to use their retirement funds to do exactly what they're doing outside of using retirement funds to invest. Okay. Most investors are buying rental properties, uh, they're investing in different types of LPs or LLC interests, they loan their money out, they're private lenders, but they've never thought of actually using that same strategy inside of their retirement account. So it's really the key word is I work with investors because investors already know what they're doing. They right. already have investment opportunities. Use their retirement accounts to do what they're already doing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's how I. I remember meeting that. you two years ago, and you had mentioned this concept. Well, you you always give your spiel up at the front of the club, right? Right. And uh, that kind of piqued my interest because for the longest time I. I had only thought you, you could only use cash or your reserves exactly. um, and your retirement account was, um, uh, for the lack of a better, reserved only for the stock market. So And you are funny. not alone. Yeah. I cannot even begin to tell you how many people feel the same. Nobody thinks about it. and right. They only know what they know and they've been told to save. Mm -hmm. They've been told to do a retirement. Their options they've only known are stock bonds and mutual funds and they get to deliver a certain percentage to each one of those and they feel very empowered. Right. But the second they learn that they can do other investments, wow. game on. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So more on, on, on a personal side, so like how did you get started in this space or kind of, you know, what's the origin story here, getting involved with Polygon? Right, there's nothing very exciting about the <laughs> fact of me kind of falling into this industry. I, uh, I had been in the nurse staffing industry for a very long time, okay. helping local hospitals with their staffing sh shortages and putting nurses in hospitals for 13 week travel assignments. Okay. So very different from where I am now. Right. Uh, and you know, there were, there was a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on in that space. And I ended up, um, starting to look for a job because I, uh, I was, um, part of a merger mm -hmm. and acquisition. I was pay, getting paid more than they wanted to pay me when they took over. <laughs> Typical story. Right, right. Mergers. So my, my mother-in-law is like, hey, um, you know, you might want to talk to Donna, 
who's the, the owner of Polycom. Got it. And I did some research and I'm thinking, I know nothing about any of this. Why would Donna want to talk to me? But I then started to think a little bit further outside of my narrow thinking mm -hmm. and thought, well, maybe Donna knows somebody that might need somebody like me. So it might be worth the introduction. And it just took off from there. And wow. she introduced me to a sales coach and we had an interview for, I think it was a three hour interview. Wow. And I ended up getting the job and it's one of the best things I've ever done. It's, it's a great, it's so great because nobody knows about it. Right. And I don't know the whole investment side of it. So right. I'm learning a whole bunch of, um, different strategies that investors use it's just a win-win that's great yeah that's i really great. like my job it's very exciting <laughs> i can tell like, every time you're at the club like you talk so highly of polycom and you always have a huge smile on your face so i can yeah. tell that like you really love what you're doing it is it's you know? really a great it's a and great it makes gig it, it makes it easy to work with too you know right. when someone's enjoying what they're doing right so um what, like what is polycom and you know what what do they do Polycomp is a third-party administrator, so... And what does that mean? <clears throat> we, uh, we take care of making sure that the transactions that are happening here are in compliance with the IRS rules and regulations. Got it. We don't do any investment advice. We don't do any legal advice, um, any accounting or tax advice. We help people, investors, uh, make good, not make good decisions, but not get uh, themselves into trouble by investing in a, maybe a, a transaction that could be considered prohibited. Got it, okay. And then we'll do uh, the annual tax reporting for these individuals uh, on, I think it's a 5498 and mm -hmm. a 1099R. Okay. Uh, happens for all of our clients and we hold title to their assets for them uh, as the custodian. Got it. So Polycom, so you said it's a third-party administrator? Right, some and people say TPA. TPA, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, you guys are TPA, and I'm thinking, what's a TPA? Yeah, I guess yeah, we are. Yeah, there's acronyms in right. like every industry, even just, you know, IRA, or you know what I mean? Like, there's so many little acronyms. It's like, true. Yeah, and it's hard to keep up. <laughs> so third-party administrator, and, and their key functions, you, you kind of mentioned there. So you're holding title, you're making sure we're in compliance right. with the IRS. That's right. Is there any other key components or? I think, you know, the, the maybe on the contributions and distributions side of a retirement account, when you have a retirement account, uh, depending on the qualifications, you could do annual contributions. At a certain age, depending on the type of account, you're doing distributions. Mm -hmm. We do all the reporting on that. Okay. And uh, depending on the type of account, we would make sure that they're that they're doing the right amount of of dollars. Got it. Got it. So what's the difference then between Polycomp and say like Charles Schwab? Oh, that's a great question. We are very much the same and the exact opposite. Oh, okay. All at all at the same time. How so? We allow individuals to use their retirement accounts for investments. The Charles Schwab's and Vanguard's of the world, Fidelity's of the world, have certain products that they offer to their clients that can be used for stock bonds and mutual funds. It's all traded, uh, publicly traded stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Polycomp does none of that. We hold none of that. Everything is outside of the, the traditional market. 
and okay. our our custodian holds title to real estate, title to uh, notes, um, title to interests in LP or LLCs. Hmm. We have some uh, precious metal investors. Wow. Uh, a lot of people are kind of getting into this cryptocurrency. You're oh, young yeah. enough to probably, <laughs> you probably even have your own crypto account. <laughs> and so we're, we're, we have a lot of investors that are interested in doing hmm. cryptocurrency with their retirement accounts and we're helping them with that as well. Okay, so Charles Schwab's helps you with those traditional bonds, stocks, right. things like that. Uh, you can think maybe New York Stock Exchange right. items. Right. And then you listed off a couple of there that Polycom. So what are the other categories? You know, I heard precious metals. Um, what else can you invest your retirement funds in? I, you know, the list is so long, Michael. Okay. Really what I should tell you are the three things you can't invest in because you can become as creative as you want oh. with your retirement funds. The three things you can't invest in are life insurance policies, S-corporation stock. You can loan your money to an S-corporation, but you can't have your IRA be a stock member, and uh, uh, collectibles. Okay. So uh, stamp collections, wine collections are out. Mm. Shucks. <laughs> Art? Art's out. Art's out, okay. Yep. Rugs. Any sort of collectibles. Anyway. Antiques. Mm, okay. Automobile collection. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And um, so when someone says, hey, uh, I have a 401k with the company that I work for, and they, they match it and things like that. Right. So what do you say to them? As, <clears throat> you know, they're, maybe they're motivated to keep their money there because they feel like they're getting free money from, from the company. Absolutely. Yeah. What would Absolutely. you say to somebody like that? A lot of people who are contributing to a 401k with their current employer are unable to touch the money. Got it. Unless they rolled money over from a previous employer, those monies might be available to them, but the monies that they're currently contributing and their employer is matching are usually not available to them unless they're 59 and a half or older and each each qualified plan has its own document. If their document says that they can do an in-service, in-service distribution, they may allow them to take some or all of that money and do a rollover. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of 10, you know, when you're working there, that's what you're, you're contributing to, that's what they're matching, mm -hmm. and uh, you can't really touch it until you're no longer working. As a matter of fact, one guy last week, he was like, I think I'm gonna just quit my job. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I want my money. <laughs> so you can roll it over, that's great, I love it. I'm like, buddy, you should really, you, should try to, you might wanna think about that yeah, a little bit Yeah, let's think longer. this out a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so uh, just as the basics, so you know, like, uh, you know what what are some of the different retirement accounts out there good for, question for we have self-directed IRAs there's the traditional okay. there's the Roth there's the SEP which is an excellent type of vehicle for people who are making a lot of money and want to do higher contributions and there is the inherited mm -hmm. IRA if, if um, somebody inherits an IRA they can use that and do self-directing it would be classified as an inherited IRA, but they can also okay. do non-traditional investments in it. So we hold all four of those. Okay, and do you have like a, 
you know, just like a 30,000 foot view of each of those? Like what, what is a set, you know, what is a Right, rock? good question. Is, is there a way to look at it? There is. The, the traditional and the SEP are very much the same type mm -hmm. of account. Uh, those are accounts where you typically get some type of a tax deduction based off of what you've uh, contributed that year. And uh, when you do distributions on those types of accounts, that's when you will get taxed as an individual. And at 70 and a half, you're required to take distributions on those uh, accounts. On the traditional and the SEP. On the traditional and okay. the SEP. Those, and, and the inherited, depending on whether it's a traditional or a SEP inherited, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So they, um, they serve a purpose. A lot of people have a lot of money in traditional IRAs. Typically, it's rollover money from 401ks where companies have allowed the employee to contribute and then there's the match and then it rolls over and it's classified as a traditional. Just recently, a lot of companies are starting to offer more of a Roth component. Hmm. The Roth is, uh, is, a, is an IRA that you can do contributions uh, with after-tax money. So you've already gotten your paycheck, you've been paid, you're, you paid your taxes on it, and you put this extra lump of money, $5,500 to $6,500 a year, into a Roth. There are income limits, so people who are high net worth individuals or making you know, six figures or more, they, they may not qualify. Uh, but you can always do a Roth conversion with your traditional. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> people do put little chunks in there every year. And the reason why they do that is because on the distribution side of it, when you turn 70 and a half, you don't have, there's no requirement that you have to start taking your money. That's great. So as long as you've had that account for five years or longer, mm -hmm. uh, a Roth account for five years or longer, you could take whatever amount you want distributed to you uh, and you pay no taxes on it. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a really nice vehicle for a lot of people because a lot of people think taxes probably go up. <laughs> yeah. They might be right. Yeah, exactly right. It's going to be hard for them to go down, that's I, for sure. I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a roll of the dice. But... And there's a lot of changes right now. There, so we'll there see. are a lot of changes. And are those changes affecting your business at all? We'll see. Every day there's things that happen. Uh, I know one of the most recent changes was the 12-month the rollover mm -hmm. process where people were able to uh, take their money out for 60 days and do whatever they did. They'd probably do an investment with it and then put it back. Well, they were pulling from all sorts of places and they were doing all sorts of fancy things mm -hmm. and they put the kibosh on that. Oh, so now it it's a, you can do that once mm -hmm. every 12 months. Got That's it. Okay. it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what what's kind of the biggest misconception that you deal with in the the IRA space or the self-directed space? Is there a misconception out there from investors that- That's a great question. You're very well prepared. I would say that, that it is so, uh, a lot of people don't know about this mm -hmm. and we have heard things come back to us where people have said, you know, I heard this is illegal. 
well, it's not illegal. It's part of the tax code. Right. You know, it's, and you, it's you wouldn't have a job. Right. And I, and I wouldn't have a job. In 1974 is when the um, ERISA came out and that's when the, the, all the um, tax code was written. Mm -hmm. um, these were accounts to benefit people for their retirement. And, uh, you know, a lot of people used to get pensions and they, they were well taken care of. They'd have one job their whole life, they'd get a pension, they were done. Right. Well, things have drastically changed. Majorly. Majorly. Yeah. So in 74, thank goodness, you know, they put the, the ERISA into place and people can save for their retirement. And you can invest in just about anything with your IRA except for those, those three things I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So it seems like almost uh, getting over that hurdle of, is this even real? Is it even right. legal? And then getting the word out that people can use right. it. Right. And then people get so tickled. They get so excited. <laughs> and you can just see their, their mind is just rolling. Oh, and yeah. they're thinking, okay, now I'm going to go up and buy that piece of property in Chico so that Johnny Boy can you know get all his buddies in there and they can you know rent the place out and this is a win-win right, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that the next the next big hurdle is explaining what the prohibited transactions totally. are and that's a great segue you know I, well before we get there I two years ago that's how I felt you know what I mean when we right. first had a conversation I was like I was like why wow, wouldn't you do this this is amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody. for me it was that uh, I had more control over the outcome from the investment mm -hmm. whereas if I were to put it into Vanguard or a mutual fund it's almost like you're putting it at, at the will of the market right. and I feel like I have more personal control over the money if I'm self-directing you understand um, it. but uh, being that being said there are some prohibited transactions you said so uh, yeah what are some things that investors should be aware of to right. avoid that's a really this? great question the the biggest thing uh, is um, doing a uh, a per, per se prohibited transaction. And that's where your IRA uh, does a transaction with a disqualified person. And knowing who those disqualified persons are, are really important. And we use this diagram of the family tree, and I'm sure you've seen it a million times, mm -hmm. but in the trunk of the tree sits the IRA owner and their spouse, uh, their immediate, um, Ascendants, so parents and grandparents, or descendants, so children or grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And somebody around here had said, yeah, so if they gave birth to you and you gave birth to them, then those are all <laughs> off limits. And I'm thinking, that's kind of a disgusting way to think about it, but it's true, that's, that's exactly so it. So you, can, you know, uh, if you own a piece of property, your IRA would not be allowed to buy that piece of property from you as yeah. an IRA, you know, or if you your IRA owns a piece of property, your children or parents couldn't live in that property, even if they were paying fair market rent. If the property was attached to an HOA situation uh, that had a golf course and you had um, a, a non-disqualified person paying rent and living in the rental, but you were taking advantage of the golf course privileges because of where oh, the, wow. because the house is, mm -hmm. you know, what gives that privilege, that's a, a considered a, a prohibited transaction. Wow. Uh, and any entity where 50% of those disqualified persons uh, combined own a company, for example, if my son owned a construction company, even at 50%, that construction company 
could not do any type of repairs to my IRA owned property. You'd be disqualified. That's right. Now, are you screening those people or are you expecting the investors uh, to yeah. make the decision? We are experts when it comes to figuring out whether or not a, a, an investor is going to get themselves into hot water. And if for whatever reason it gets clouded and it, you know, people are so creative. Mm -hmm. So they, they may call and say, okay, I'm doing this and then that and then this, and it gets really muddy very fast. Mm -hmm. We'll ask them to call an ERISA attorney and uh, get, get an opinion on the investment. For the most part, they're pretty cut and dry. You know, you can or you can't. Right. And right. we'll advise them. We, we can't advise them. We would just tell them we can't hold their, their right. investment. And we, we don't, we do not want any of our investors getting in trouble. Absolutely, yeah. Because if they engage in a prohibited transaction, the whole retirement account gets distributed. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's taxed. call it like torpedo the account. Or, yeah, the whole yeah. thing, gone. So you something really to avoid. <laughs> you do not want to jump into that pond. <laughs> no kidding. Especially if you're like many, many years down the line. Right. The IRA is a little bit larger. Right. It becomes more and more. And, and more I think larger. the IRS go, traces it all the way back to when the prohibited wow. transaction started. Wow. So I don't know how they do it, but I know they get you for everything. Like <laughs> the IRS will come for so it. So just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, okay, let's say um, I've been working at a company for a long time. Right. I'm, I'm retiring now, and um, I'm going to roll out my account. Um, I come to Polycomp and, and you, or maybe I see this video, and you know what I mean? I'm inspired to learn right. more. W walk me through the process. So Okay. It's a very easy process, and you've been through the process yeah, because yeah. you are one of, <laughs> one of our clients. Uh, go Polycom. Yeah, go Polycom. <laughs> even though they, they think you're too young to be I an know. investor, they actually so thought you were my son. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. I thought that was so funny. Are you saying I look old? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to take that. But, uh, it's a three-step process. You know, they, okay. um, they open the account, then they fund the account, okay. and then they fund their investment. Easy. Easy. Wow. The, the biggest mistake is that everybody thinks it's so easy that it can get done overnight, and they really need to right. give themselves some some cushion mm -hmm. there before engaging into a, a transaction. So we normally say two, three weeks. Okay, that's not yeah. bad. And then I remember um, you were kind of my point of contact for a while, and then it seems like there's, you know, the communication is great. Whenever I have a question, I get an answer. So, right. are you assigned like a customer service person, or you know, how does that back end work? Right. We we have a team approach, so that no one individual um, has to be tied to a rep. If they're out sick, if they're on vacation, that is not going to delay the the process. Uh, the, the team behind me, we have an administrative team and an asset team, and the administrative team helps with like online passwords so that you can access your account. They help with transferring monies in, um, posting to all of the accounts when the monies do come in. The asset team helps individuals with, uh, with the actual investment. So mm -hmm. there's a... Um, a direction letter that they will prepare for you and have you sign. It's all done electronically, and uh, we never do anything with your money unless you tell us Great. what you want to have done with your money. Fair enough. And we need to have your signature confirming that that's really what you want yeah, us to yeah. do with your money. Uh, but we try to really take 
the time to, to hold the hands of our, our investors. You did a great job. So Well, thank yeah, you very impressed. much. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, an investor has, they've done the two steps. Now they have gone step three. They found the investment. What do you need from them in order to, I don't know, put this whole thing together? Right, right. Good question, and it depends. It depends on what the investment is. <laughs> if it's a if it's a, a interest in an LP or an LLC, then they're going to want the operating agreement. I believe there's a subscription agreement that needs to come over in the name of their IRA account. If it's a note, a huge portion of our assets are private lending. Mm -hmm. The note uh, needs to be. Uh, we need a copy of the note. And, and uh, if it's a secured note, we need the security documents. Got it, okay. And if it's a house, then it, it's mm -hmm. the, I think they, it's a couple of steps when it becomes a, a real piece of property because there's the earnest money part of it, mm -hmm. there's the agreement, uh, yeah. the realtors put together what, like an initial agreement and then there's the final agreement and monies are changing a couple of times to make everything happen okay. when it comes to property. Great. And so who, who's your ideal client then? Like who should be using Polycomp and you know, who Everybody, everybody <laughs> should know about this. <laughs> there you go, I love it. <laughs> when I first started, it was funny because I would talk to anybody and everybody that would listen yeah. to me and I realized that there was a huge portion of our population that have no idea how to go about an investment. Right. Although I think everybody wants to do an investment. Everybody wants to be an investor. They don't know how to go about it. They don't have the time to figure it out. Right. Real estate agents, property managers, they have this really unique position in our community to educate their clients mm -hmm. uh, that could inspire them to do a simple transaction with their retirement account that would create uh, cash flow for them right. just by simply buying a piece of rental property. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be in California. It could be anywhere, nationwide. Right. I think in Tennessee you could get a house for like $40,000. Yeah, so it's a huge, it's black and white from what, what we have out here in California. And then that piece of property generates income back into the retirement account month after month, and it's appreciating, hopefully, as yeah, well, right? That's right. So, yeah. you know, people know real estate, people understand real estate. It's a really great way to, to introduce your clients to the, the fear of an investment. Hmm. And so, it's a hands-off type of situation be, because yeah. they work with the property manager, the property manager handles everything. Everything should just be working mm -hmm. for them where they don't even have to think about it after the initial work to get it all set up. True, so uh, a pulse and a retirement account, that's what qualifies you for Polycom? <laughs> I think you've got it. And I actually you don't it. even have to have a pulse because we do the inherited <laughs> iris. <laughs> It's Friday mornings with Michael and Stacey. Michael and Stacey. <laughs> yeah, Friday morning. So, uh, as we kind of conclude here, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with, like a you know a last word or um, you know something that maybe we didn't cover or something you want to leave the audience with? Definitely, uh, call me. <laughs> 
and we'll go over that next. Yeah. Definitely. And there is a book. It's called the Self-Directed Ira Hand Book. Okay, it was great. written by an ERISA attorney, Matt Sorensen. Uh, this is my book. It's highlighted and tagged and. I use it all the time. Great. It never gets old. It's a really great resource for anybody that is uh, serious about wanting to, to look into this. Great. Gives them, there's three chapters on prohibited transactions. <laughs> three chapters, wow. That's great. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into that. I, know, I haven't seen that right? before. Amazon, I'm sure. Amazon, I think that they print to, to order, but I okay. think you could also get the downloadable one oh, yeah, right okay. away so 10 15 dollars i don't know maybe it's 20. sure um that's a great resource also our company has a, another division on the qualified retirement plan mm -hmm. side so people like yourself i know we've talked about this a little bit when you're your own when you own your own business mm -hmm. or you you have a smaller business even medium-sized businesses as well a qualified plan can do uh, inside of the business can do everything that a self-directed IRA can do and so much more oh, wow. and we have consultants here that help customize plans so that you could be the self trustee you're doing your investments you're doing everything that you would be doing inside of a, a self-directed IRA and then there's like six other great perks on why you might want to go down that road as opposed to a self I mean you could do both right right mm -hmm. um, but th there are some serious perks on being able to use your ben your benefit of the business and do the same thing that you would great. do Wow. The point is, call Stacy. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's the big point. Yeah. So uh, then that leads me to how do we get a hold of Polycom? How do we get a hold of you? Right, uh, right. Let's say I have further questions or, you know, I watched the video, I'm inspired, I want to go and take action. You would think that I'd know my own telephone number, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. I do, uh, but this isn't even the right one. So um, you would call Polycom, 916 um, Three four eight zero. I do have a direct line. Uh, I have a LinkedIn account. You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can. Uh, you know, in the comments, I can leave your number. Oh, perfect. Yeah, if, and if then a okay link. Yep, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and yeah. I'll uh, send you a link to all of our videos. There are perfect. educational videos. You'll be really sick of my voice by the time <laughs> you watch this and the videos. Nice, I love it. Cool. Well, I, I just got to say I really appreciate you taking the oh, time. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I absolutely like it. Okay, mornings <laughs> with Mike and Stacey. Yeah, <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, God. Just I think the coffee got a little cold. It did a little bit here. How do we do on 